Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Welcome to another show of Red Legs Radio, Red and Blue Army. Great to have you back. And I'm very happy today because I've got my two wingmen back. Joshy Teekle, welcome back to Red Legs Radio after a few weeks out, mate. How was the honeymoon? It was fantastic, Flem. Of course, great to be back on Red Legs Radio, but um, the close second would have to be the European holiday, of course. Yep. Um, it was fantastic. Loved it. Well, uh, I'm glad to see you got your priorities right. <laughs> yep. And there's another man next to me on my right, Richard Kelly. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio for you because you've been off having oh. fun in the snow. <laughs> I've had a few things on the last couple of weeks. Good to be back. It's This radio show is a bit like a footy team. We've got a few ins and outs each week. Yeah. Uh, but, you yeah, know, nice to be here. Four games to go. Well, uh, listen, boys, you better uh, you know, uh, step up to the plate today because the ratings have been through the roof since you two have uh, been away. So right, what, uh, are, what are they? I've set a wow. new benchmark. What are they? Higher. Well, we've got five <laughs> instead of four? Or <laughs> You must just thrive without a run sheet, Flem. Is that what happens? That, that's Cause... it. I, I just wing it every time. So I'm, I'm actually happy to have you both back because I can just deflect to you, Josh, yep. in a moment for yep. the, uh, the match uh, review. But we have got a big show in stall. Um, we're going to catch up with Bain and Lowe. Uh, of course, Bain and who's been doing amazing things for our footy club ever since he came over last year from the Apple Isle. And we've also got a very special guest that we'll have on the phone, Mr. Stephen Bradbury. Josh. Wow, that is a big get, Flem. I know, that is a big get. And he's uh, going to be attending our club tonight at a special event, Bradbury 2.0. Of course, we had him last year for the uh, business lunch and it was a sellout and a great show. So we thought we've got to have him back. And he's flying in uh, this morning. He's probably landing. Um, you know, he landed a lot early today, I should say. <laughs> and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a chat to him on the phone in a moment. Uh, so a big show, of course. We'll get into the teams, uh, which are out there, but we'll cover them off. And in the second half of the program, Josh. Yes. We have Raphael Russo Another joining massive us. get. And you know what's great? What? We could get a quick haircut while oh, he's in the studio. How good. You're, how you're, good. You're fine, Flemmer. You don't know why. <laughs> well, you're not far behind, Dickie. I can tell I you. No so, cameras. Uh, Is there any cameras on here? Or? Uh, well, we'll see. You know, uh, my hide in the corner while I'm getting my crew cut. Um, so we've got a big show. And, uh, of course, we'll give a bit of an update of what's happening around the club and events and all that sort of stuff. Now, this is the moment I've been waiting for, Josh. Yes. Normally, at this point in time, I've had to do the reviews in the last few weeks. And I know I'm great at it, but you are better. Okay. So uh, I know you kept abreast of everything going on while you are on your honeymoon. Yes. I'm sure you were busy with a lot of other things, but you did find time to uh, keep up with the footy. That's correct. I know you were watching it on Digital Pass and keep keeping an eye on everything. Yes. So I'm still going to ask you to do the review from the uh, game at Prospect on the weekend. Of course, we unfortunately went down by eight points. Yep. It was a close encounter. Yes. Grand final rematch. Uh, and we went there with, um, I thought, you know, a really good purpose and we put in a lot of effort, but at the end of the day, we just fell short. Yeah, another, another L, unfortunately. Now, I did watch... Flem, I watched the uh, Glenelg game in Rome live. Wow. I did. On, went in Rome? I went in Rome, watched the where Nord versus at Glenelg the, at game. the Coliseum or St. <laughs> Peter's Cathedral? Where yeah. were you? No, well, I was um, I, actually just in the hotel room ready to go out for the day. I, was, I switched it on and uh, it was 37 degrees in Rome. Wow. And it was, of course, pissing with rain. 
um, at Cooper Stadium. Yes. Uh, and uh, unfortunately lost that game as we did this one. Now, I, uh, I, I've done a bit of research here, Flem, but when I landed on Saturday, it was, um, I think it was just about to finish. I landed and it was again pissing with rain. So that was a nice little welcome, yes. um, welcome back, back to Adelaide. Mm. Um, you might have flown over Prospect Oval as you, as you came in to land. I think we might have. Yeah. I think we might have. And um, unfortunately, yes, eight-point loss. Uh, we were down by 14 points uh, early in the last quarter. Kicked the last two goals uh, through Matt Nunn and Goy Locke uh, before um, Nigel Lockyer kicked the sealer um, with a few minutes to go, which was unfortunate. Uh, again, a bit of a slow start from our boys. Uh, let the first two goals through. Um, and then we, we did hit the, hit the lead in the second quarter. Bit of a... Uh, seesawing game. Uh, it seems to go in uh, clumps of two goals for, for most of the game. Um, we nearly pinched it at the end back to a one point uh, margin, but of course they steadied and um, yes, another loss unfortunately in our season. It's, look, it was another dour game and um, those two goals we kicked in the last quarter to get us close and then I don't know, I just get frustrated. There's just a couple of decisions by the men in, well, I think they're in pink, in, in orange, <laughs> yellow, or yeah, whatever, whatever they wear. I just go, that wasn't a free kick. And <laughs> Read just, the context I know, of the game. I know umpiring decisions don't change the course of the game, but they do. Yeah. Right? They do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Like uh, one decision affects whatever happens after that. But um, yeah, just a bit of a soft one down in the pool. Because in a game like that, when, when you, well, we were always in it as they were. Mm. You know, it could have gone either way right up to the end. And so when you have free-flowing football uh, and, and things are let go, which I like, yep. and I've, I like that about SANFL as well, it's not tiggy-touchy no. like the AFL can be, then, like you're saying, out of the blue, they pick one or two that they've let go yep. the whole game. And, yep. you know, you can be on the good side of them. Unfortunately, we're on the bad side. Yeah, and especially in a close game. If you look at our games throughout the whole year, they've always been close Look, maybe we used all our luck up last year. Well, we won those. In the last, in the last game yeah. of the year. Last, right? last year, we were winning we were these winning close those. ones. Yeah, yeah, so, and if you look at the, the season as a whole, um, our scoring has been quite low. And look, that's just the way we play. Um, and we'll get to the preview soon. Yeah. Um, you know, with Jackson well, Callow back well, in. Well, that's right. We've got to begin. Um, you know, you look at our goal-kicking um, capacity this year hasn't been... Hasn't been strong. Yep. Haven't kicked no. a big enough score on no. most of the games. Um, Nick Roker had 33 disposals again. Um, he, he's, he his is, first half was outstanding. He has been excellent uh, this year. Um, Nunny, another 29 disposals and a goal. Uh, Kenley, 25. And uh, Bain and Lowe, he had 20 disposals. Um, I think it was nine clearances and eight tackles. Eight tackles or something. He, had a, he had a great game and um, has been very consistent this year. We're about to talk to him after the break. Well, that's right. Job. I mean, once you get into the you know, triple-double um, space yes. like he did on, on the weekend, he earns you a spot on Red Legs Radio. Absolutely. We, we take note of this sort of stuff. So we'll get him on in a moment. Um, so, look... What have we got to play for, boys? Uh, we've all we all play football or have played football. I know you're still playing, Josh. I wish we were still playing, Dicky. But um, at this point of the season, you're playing for pride. Yeah. You, you, you know, I'm sure the coaching staff are still keen to have a look at some kids and uh, see who's going to front up each week and put it out there, knowing that now finals are, is out of the equation. So there's still plenty to play for. Plus our resis are in 
with a final sniff and they had a, a good two-point win. They did, yeah. So, you know, what is the focus? I mean, we're not inside the um, coach's four walls, but from a supporter looking in, Josh, what should be the focus for the team for the rest of the year? Yeah, another thing, Flem, before I get onto that, I think another thing that will keep the boys hungry is a lot of them have missed a lot of football this year. You know, Jackson Calais playing his second league game. So they're still hungry to actually get out there and, and play. It's not like a lot of these players have played 14, 15 games. A few of them have, but, you know, the likes of Callow and, and a few others have, have missed a lot of football. Um, Kenley as well has missed a few games. So they're, they're actually still hungry to get out there and, and, and play every game. The other thing we need to play for is uh, we've got four games to go. Two or three wins will get us off the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're... We're, we're four games out of the bar, five plus percentage. Yeah, it ain't going to happen from here. Exactly. There's a there is a lot to play for. So, yeah. position on the ladder, pride, yeah. development, yeah. Um, how you personally want to finish off the year as yeah. well. You yeah. don't want to you don't want to be sitting here over summer saying I just just you know went through the motions. Yeah. In those and I don't think games. we want to give anyone just a free hit into the finals as well. You know, we play centrals this weekend who are fighting for a, a spot in the, in the finals. Knock so them, stuff them. Uh, them of course, out. Westies, we, we always like to beat them. South is, is sort of still alive as well. And, and, and the Crows we, we play. So uh, I think a bit of opposition disruption as well is also nice. Well, I'm not going to say stuff centrals, Josh, because last time we played centrals, I, uh, yeah, got we went a little bit got harsh into on a them. bit of trouble about our <laughs> fine uh, neighbours up there in the north. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say I'm looking forward to hosting Centrals mm. this week and I yep. uh, hope it's a very fair and well-played game yep. between both clubs. Yep. Just a few other results, Flem, over the, the weekend. Uh, we lost the reserves by just two points. That was very close. A really good win in the under-18s. Um, 42 points over North Adelaide and 16s had a very tight four-point loss. Um, in the under-18s, Richard, we had a few under-16s playing up. And we they, did. they played well. Noah yeah, Dorr was Noah, one, Noah best Dorr, on ground. Noah Dorr, best on ground. Will Prescott kicked three. So, again, good for their development. I mean, as a club, we're here to win premierships at league level. Yeah. Everything under that should be about development, right? Yep. Now, development can is still about winning, mm. uh, but it's giving people an opportunity. And, you know, if you can get to the reserves into the finals, mm. great experience for some young kids to play at a different level. Um, same with the under-18s. Look, they're about three, a couple of games out yep. of the finals with three games to go. Yeah, Unlikely. Again, need need the Steve Bradbury effect to take place with <laughs> yeah. some of these teams. To, That's yeah. why we've got other, other Other teams <laughs> to fall over so we can, we can get in. But... Um, yeah, really good. I mean, Noah Dawes had some injury troubles, but uh, he is an excellent prospect mm. for yeah. the club. And I'll correct myself. I did say we had a, a two-point win in the resis. I meant to say a loss. Yes. Um, but we are still in with a bit of a chance yes. mathematically to play finals there, which is fantastic. Now, boys, great start to the show. Great to have you both back. Feeling refreshed, Flem. Uh, picked up where you left off. Mm. Uh, let's have a bit of a break, and then when we come back, let's get Bainan yep. low on the phone. Talk about his triple-double and uh, how, what his view on the game was and, and a bit of a, a look forward yeah. to this weekend versus Centrals. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Red Legs. 
Welcome back, Red and Blue Army, to Red Legs Radio, and they are a proud sponsor, aren't they, Dickie? Climate, yeah. air conditioning, and solar. Of course, you look after them, Greg. Greg and uh, Rob, and out, Rob at, out there. Yeah, at a, at Give a them a quick plug. Um, yeah, need any air conditioning or uh, solar? Um, we're probably getting towards the end of winter now, so think about... Yeah. Um, well, there are things called split systems. Yeah, cooling down your house, that's yeah. right, cooling down your house. And the, the technology these days is unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. You Just can, giving the uh, the viewers a wave as they walk outside. past the studio there. Yeah, I mean, you can I can control my um, home air conditioning from the studio right here. Unbelievable. Oh, the kids are cold? Yeah, okay, I'll just turn it up for you. There yeah, you go. that's unbelievable. <laughs> can, you, can you uh, heat up my lounge room for me as well? Now, uh, let's get back into it, guys. Uh, I did mention before the break that we were going to have a chat with Bain and Lowe. Of course, Bainan's come across from Tasmania last year, and he's now a premiership player and has done some amazing things for our footy club, and I'd like to welcome him to Redlegs Radio. Are you there, Bainan? I am, yes. How are you, buddy? Going all right? Yeah, I'm going right. Yeah, going well. That's the way. Now, look, uh, we just finished reviewing the weekend's game out there at Prospect. Uh, went down by eight points, unfortunately. The grand final rematch. Um, couldn't get the chocolates, but it uh, wasn't a bad effort from the boys, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, just a little bit too often now. We're just losing by a couple of goals. But um, we spoke about during the week that um, what was our purpose of playing and a lot of a lot of the boys said to play for each other and um, yeah, I definitely think we all did that on the weekend. Yeah, it's it's been a, a challenging uh, season of course. How that the boys, you know, feeling uh, on, the, on the track now that it, it's looking like finals is possibly beyond us, Spannon? Yeah, no, nah, it definitely looks that way but uh, the boys are still pretty up and about um, we're a pretty close group, so we all just enjoy being around each other. And, um, yeah, every time we head into training now, it's just to get um, as much out of it as we can. And, um, yeah, just still looking to improve and try and get a few more wins for the year. And, Baden, just back on last week's game, obviously there was only a couple of goals in it. And um, you just mentioned sort of what the purpose of um, playing and playing for each other, etc. Is it is it more of a defensive Side of the th- um, of our game plan that's that's sort of letting us down, or is it is it offense? Is there is there anything you can sort of put in particular? Just looking at like the game versus North Adelaide. Yeah, um, oh, our defense is holding up pretty well. Um, it's probably just more trying to put put a bit more of a score on the board. Um, we're only kicking five, six, seven goals a game at the moment, which um, which does hurt. You're probably not going to win too many games by doing that. Um, but yeah, we're probably just um, having lapses for one or two minutes that allow teams to kick a couple of goals. So that's something that we're working on. Um, yeah, I think we just probably need to start kicking a few more goals, to be honest. And um, yeah, that'll come. But yeah, the ball movement's starting to improve. But yeah, I think um, our just scoring accuracy at the moment is just letting us down. Well, Bainan, you mentioned probably where we are falling down is uh, not kicking enough goals because we went through some stats earlier and our midfield is getting a fair bit of the ball through Rokes, Nunny and, and Kenners. Um, I reckon our back line has really held up under a lot of pressure and uh, no one's kicking big scores against us. And then when we look up forward, we're probably just not getting enough, um, putting enough scoreboard pressure on the opposition 
Um, I think our forward line is full of talent. I think you've had a good year and you've really built into it. But by your own standards, you probably feel you're sort of 10 or 15 goals short of where you were this time last year. Although when you look at your stats, um, you were very close to what I call a triple-double on the weekend in terms of possessions, tackles and uh, clearances. So your form's been pretty good. Um, What for you personally for the rest of the year what are you hoping to get out of it um i'm sure you mentioned uh, so you mentioned you know that it's a close group you must be uh still enjoying playing with your teammates up there uh, up there in the forward line and across the uh across the, the the team yeah absolutely um for me personally over the last two weeks i've probably got a bit more midfield time which has been nice um that's where i've played a lot of my junior footy um but yeah, for me personally, I probably just haven't kicked enough goals, um, especially compared to last year. But roles change, and um, yeah, my scoring accuracy as well has dropped off. So I've probably got similar amount of looks. I'm just probably not converting as well as I'd like to. But um, yeah, playing with the boys, we just we're just all working through it together, and. Um, they're all helping me as much as I'm trying to help them. But, yeah, for the rest of the year, um, we're just going out there and having a good crack. And, um, yeah, I'm sure this weekend there's a fair chance that um, we flip the script and we kick a lot more goals than points. Um, but, yeah, hopefully that, that's what happens. Being a, a midfielder growing up, Bainan, and, um, you know, playing a lot in the, the forward line, it must be tough at times being a small forward. They call it starvation corner at, at times. How have you found um, playing small forward in this team when, you know, it, it sometimes is not coming in as well as you'd like and, and the, the scores aren't aren't piling up? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it can be tough. Um, but in saying that, I've got to find ways to get myself into the game and, um, at stages this year, I haven't been able to do that. So, um, yeah, it can be tough, but um, there's a lot of other boys that go through the same thing as well. Um, but, yeah, just trying to... If I can't get my hands on the footy, how how else am I going to have an impact on the game? So that's got to be through pressure and tackles and just trying to win contests. So that's something that I... Um, when things probably weren't going my way, is something that I've tried to improve this year and... Um, yeah, that hopefully it's noticeable. Yeah, it definitely is. Your endeavour's always there, Bainan, and uh, it's always good to see you kicking a few goals. Um, to help that, it might be it'll be nice to see uh, Jackson Callow back in the team, um, both for his sake. It's been a very tough year through injury, and also nice to have another big man to to compete and knock the ball down to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think everyone's looking forward to having him back. Um, he's probably had a tough season through injury, but. Um, just what he brings to the group. Everyone's more confident when he comes out and plays or even just out on the training track. Um, yeah, there's just something about him. So hopefully he can put in a big performance for us. But even if he doesn't, we know that he's going to bring the ball to ground and just compete. So, um, no, he'll be huge for us. And we look forward to, uh, this week, Bain, into hosting Centrals at, uh, at Cooper Stadium. It's quite a unique ground. I mean, for someone from um, interstate coming to Norwood, how do, you, how do you feel about the, the place that you play and uh, the uniqueness of, of the ground? Yeah, I love it. Um, the difference between home games and away games is quite big just because um, of how much we all enjoy playing at Norwood. 
um, just the grandstands and just the crowds that we get in. It's pretty humbling to play in front of. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to running out on Norwood again. And, um, yeah, can't wait. Does it take a bit of time to get used to Norwood Oval to play at regularly, Bannon? Yeah, it does. Oh, so you don't run into the wall? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, maybe. Get, sure? it's, yeah. It's an interesting oval. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a bit different to the grounds I play on back home. A lot of them are quite bigger than um, Norwood. So it did take a little bit, but also I don't mind it because you always feel like you're quite close to the play mm. um, and you can always get involved. So that's one thing I do enjoy about playing. But, yeah, you've probably got to be careful for that brick wall at times. <laughs> now, Bainham... Uh, of course, you came over last year from the Apple Isle, and uh, you know, seven, eight, nine months later, you found yourself playing in a premiership in your first year at the Nord Football Club. That that must have been a very special time, and and now a very special memory. Yeah, um, still crazy to think about that. Yeah, it only come over, and eight or nine months later, I was a premiership player, which was something I probably wasn't even thinking about when I come over. But, um, yeah, looking back now through photos and videos and just talking about it with the boys, it's, um, yeah, it gives you a bit of a rush when you still think about it. Um, but, yeah, it just makes you want to go back there even more and get to experience it all again. So it's quite disappointing that we won't be able to do that again this year, but um, it just makes it even more... Um, oh, it makes you want to work harder for next year to make sure we can go back and do it again. Yeah, look, it's funnily, the funny thing is I think we're probably the, the best bottom side going around. I, I really feel that we're not that far off it. I'm sure you feel the yeah. same. Um, you know, we won a premiership last year. We haven't had a great year, but it's good to hear that, you know, the, the hunger and the focus is there to want to get back up to the top and, and potentially win another premiership with the club, mate. And look, since you've come across, you've been a fantastic asset to our footy club. You've really given us plenty up forward. Now you're giving us plenty in the midfield. And I'm sure you've just enjoyed the whole um, journey uh, coming from Tasmania, living in Norwood, living near the club and, and getting into South Australian lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely a bit different to back home, but yeah, I'm enjoying being around the boys and um, you create great friendships with those at the club, but especially those interstate boys that um, you hang out with in your spare time. So I'm um, loving everything about Adelaide and the footy and um, everything else it has to offer. So um, no, I'm so glad I'll come over. Uh, well, mate, we hope you uh, stay here forever and uh, have a, a long and successful career at Norwood. Bain, and thanks for joining Red Legs Radio and all the very best this Sunday, mate. Nah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Good, Boys, on, you. Good on you, Bainham. Absolutely. Boys, he's been fantastic for us. And uh, as you mentioned, Josh, up there this year, it's tough. Uh, it hasn't been coming mm. in the way he would like. But with Jackson Calais back in the side, Bainham will be feeding off uh, the crumbs at front, front and centre off Jackson. And like you said, we just might see a few more goals this week. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, look, you made a good point there before. I mean, we are, we are sitting bottom of the ladder, but we played Glenelg a couple of weeks ago who are top. Mm. And, you know, in the last quarter, we would have still a chance. Yeah. I would be hate to be playing Norwood in the next four weeks. Yeah, I know. Because mm. we can shape what the five looks like. Yeah, uh, exactly. There's no doubt. Mm. Like, And, you know, we are 
I know we're not scoring many goals, but we're we are in games and three games at home to finish. Yeah, and I can tell you one thing: coaches, players, everyone at the clubs aware of what needs fixing. They're working on it. Things don't turn around overnight, but they will turn around because we are the Norwood Football Club. Now we've got to go to another break, guys. Uh, don't go anywhere because after the break, we're going to be joined by the one and only Stephen Bradbury. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to PQSA, supporting and empowering South Australians living with spinal cord injury and other disabilities since 1963. Welcome back to the third quarter, Red and Blue Army, and what a show it's been so far. Dickie, Bain and Lowe, what a ripper he is. He's a great kid, and um, it was great chatting to him, but I tell you what, we're about to go up a level. We are. I mean, Bain, it's good to see him back in the midfield, pushing yep. him a bit more, but... Um uh, yeah, next in, next guest we just about to go off great. another step, yes. aren't we? Because uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we've got a big event happening at Norwood Football Club tonight. We have Stephen Bradbury 2.0, and of course, Josh Stephen came to our footy club last year. It was a sellout show, and people are still talking about it. So we couldn't resist. We've we've invited him back for another show, and he's joining us on Red Legs Radio right now. Are you there, Stephen? I'm here, boys. Jeez, uh, you know you've made it when you get a spot on Red Legs Radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's uh, what you opened the show up with uh, at the club last year. You said, oh, what's happened to me? I'm now bloody talking at, at the Norwood Football Club. And you come on Red Legs Radio, you're well, using not, the same not line. Only, not only once. Not only once. I've been, uh, been accosted to come back a second time. Well, it's Stephen Bradbury 2.0, and we are so excited. Everyone's pumped about tonight, mate. And... I know we've had a few chats leading up and you're going to bring back some of your best stuff, but you're also going to bring back some new, uh, bring some new stuff. Uh, and one in particular we've put out there as a teaser is a Kawasaki moment. Can you tell me a little bit about that without spoiling it for those attending tonight? Oh, yeah. Well, the Kawasaki moment for me was one of the most defining moments in my life. You know, my dad gave me a flogging when I was a kid, forced me to, to go running and cycling with him before school and, at the time, I hated him for it, but it allowed me to get to the World Championships when I was 15. And I watched this Japanese skater, last name Kawasaki, same as the motorbike. And he did this amazing thing at the World Championships. And it was the only time he ever won any event. And for me, that was a light bulb moment. And I'll go through some of the, the detail around my Kawasaki moment and maybe get the audience to share a couple of theirs if they've had one as well. Uh, speaking of childhood, Stephen, did you play any footy growing up or other sports before you got into into skating? I did skateboarding at a at a fairly reasonable level when I was a when I was a teenager and, and considered uh, going down that path. But yeah, not not too much footy, mate. I was uh, a little bit. I wouldn't say uncoordinated. I've got reasonable hand eye, but uh, hey, these days I don't mind a few hits on the tennis court and a bit of surfing. So yeah. Bit, Bit more, bit more Aussie sport related these days. So no, no time in the midfield as a as a as a junior. Did you follow AFL as a kid or um, uh, or more rugby? I didn't, mate. I'm a, I grew up in Western Sydney. Yep. So I'm a big uh, West Tigers fan. In the NRL, we're heading for our second wooden spoon in a row. Oh. So yeah, it's great. It's great to be a West Tigers supporter. Jump on the GWS bandwagon, mate. Greater Western Sydney. Uh, you heard of them? Hey, now Stephen, let's get the elephant out of the room before we talk about tonight's event. Um, 
You know, it's a privilege to have you on Red Legs Radio. Uh, we are the number one rating show in Australia, but still to get you on is a big deal. Um, and we're looking forward to tonight, as I said. But for all those listeners out there, um, I just want you to share, you know, in, in a minute or less, because you've probably been asked this question so many times. We put a promo out about your event. Of course, we use that famous photo of you crossing the line to win Australia's first ever Olympic uh, Winter Olympic gold medal. Can you share with us that moment? What went through your mind when you crossed that line and you know or you knew that you'd won our first ever Olympic gold medal? Yeah, well, it's, it was everything all at once. You know, heading into the final turn of that race, my legs had kind of blown up with about two laps to go and I was a little disappointed on that front because that hadn't happened to me before at the Olympics. But... Uh, I saw the Chinese guy fall going into the last turn and I thought, well, that moves me up to fourth. That's not really any better than fifth. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw the rest of them all tumble and I knew that I was going to cross the line first. I didn't have to skate anymore. All I had to do was glide. And I didn't know whether I should celebrate or go and hide in the corner. I had no no uh, appropriate response for that moment. And yeah, it was kind of it was kind of double-edged because... In my head, I was celebrating, and at the same time, there were 16,500 Americans booing because the, <laughs> because the American got tangled up in That's the pile-up right, yeah. of Polo Arno, and he was the gold medal favourite. So, you know, you're going across the line, you think you won the Olympics, and the entire crowd is booing at the top of their lungs. Yeah, well, there was and, 20 million uh, you know, cheering behind the screens back in Australia, I can tell you that. Yeah, but I, I actually had to wait about probably four, maybe five minutes before the official judge's response came through. And and after the initial couple of seconds of elation in my head, I, I realised very quickly, as did everyone else, that there's a potential grounds for a re-race. Someone's going to get disqualified. What are the judges going to do? And you know, as it turned out, because the distance was complete, there was no grounds for a re-race. And yeah, the, the Jumbotron was the Utah Jazz Stadium there in, in Salt Lake City. And on the Jumbotron, it, it came up with my name and the gold medal next to it, and I, I knew that was the official result. And, yeah, I, I didn't celebrate. I guess I just sort of looked up, not to not to the big man upstairs or anything, but, you know, it felt like there was a couple of moments in time there that were carved out of time for me. Yeah, and it, and it took you a bit to get to Salt Lake as well, Stephen. Um, obviously, you were the first Australian gold medalist, but you're actually the first medalist, is that true, in 94 in Lilyhammer with, with a... Um, relay team? Yeah, mate, that's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, five hours a day, six days a week for 14 years to become an overnight success. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, includes yeah. some nasty injuries along the way as well. Yeah, you know, and I'm super proud of the bronze medal that I won with uh, Kieran Hansen, Andrew Merther and Richard Dzielski. Yeah. That was mm. that was eight years before the gold. Mm. Uh, Australia's first winter medal, as you, as you mentioned, and uh, unfortunately, no one remembers bronze. But, uh, you know, I've also got gold, silver and bronze at World Championships in my career. I had a guy's blade go clean through my leg and I nearly bled to death. I'm going to talk more about that at, at the footy club tonight as well. And, uh, yeah, I went headfirst into the barrier in a training crash and broke my neck. Broke so, neck, yeah. yeah, we might go into that a little bit too. Well, mate, uh, you did touch on uh, a lot of stuff like that last time. What, what can we expect tonight? Because uh, you promised me that you've got uh, more gold to bring. And uh, we're super excited, but just for a little bit of a sneak preview, what can we expect tonight? Yeah, I'm going to share some more of my, my childhood memories and some of my fatherhood stuff, as well as some 
uh, Olympic stories and anecdotes that uh, that I didn't share last time. And yeah, I got a, I got a couple of new videos, and uh, I've got a an on stage audience participation squatting competition that I didn't do last time. But, uh, that always Look brings out. the house down. So. We're going to see some people's legs hurting on stage at the uh, NFC tonight. Well, mate, uh, you can't see the man in the studio who's going to join us uh, in the next segment, but he's come in a bit early. It's Raphael Russo. He's uh, the owner of Blades the Barber Lounge, a, a chain of barber shops around Adelaide. Now, he's at the show tonight. He's just sitting there with a Cheshire cat smile on his face. And he's uh, at the squatting session. Yeah, yeah, he's looking for the squatting. So he's also pretty, pretty. He's got deep pockets, the old Raf. So uh, what about the auction items tonight? Do you want to give us any sneak preview so he can uh, bring his checkbook? Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be doing the last man standing auction to raise a few dollars for the footy club. So I've got some memorabilia frames there that I think some dickhead paid three thousand dollars for last <laughs> time at the footy club lunch. So we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see if we can well, get close so, to that tonight. So, as well. Some some dickhead three dickheads did. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually fantastic, uh, Stephen, because you did. You raised a lot of money for our footy club. You've been fantastic. And I'm sure you'll be fantastic again tonight, mate. We're really looking forward to it. Now, I know you've got a lunch that you've got to go to today. You're doing another speaking gig there. So you've got a, a full day ahead of yourself. Um, look, we can't wait to see you tonight. Thanks for joining Red Legs Radio, and thanks for coming back to the Nord Footy Club. No worries, boys. And I can guarantee that tonight I'll be having a few less beers than I did last time at the <laughs> North Footy Club. You promised you'd be the last man standing. Don't forget that. Uh, all right. <laughs> Good on you, Stephen. See you, boys. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Super exciting, boys. Can't wait. Only a few hours now, and uh, he'll be coming to our footy club for Bradbury 2.0. It looks like it's going to be great entertainment again. It is and, going to be great. Uh, a great show last time, and um, yeah, it should be a good night. Yeah, Pleasure yeah. out, Raf. <laughs> Fantastic night. All right, look, we've got to get to a break, and then uh, I've already brought Raf in unofficially. We will formally bring him in after the break, have a chat with Raf and uh, the sponsorship and the partnership that he brings to our football club. We'll bring it home, have a quick uh, review of the game coming up, Josh, and then preview. that'll be done. Choice. That uh, preview. You know, I'll get that right yeah, one day. One of these days, yes. I will. I will. It was always review. It's just I forget to put the P in front hey, sometimes, yep, right? Yep. Anyway, that's enough for now. We're going to a break. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to PQSA, supporting and empowering South Australians living with spinal cord injury and other disabilities since 1963. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio, Red and Blue Army, and we are doing the Bradbury. We definitely are. How good was that chatting to him, Joshy Tico? Oh, very good, Flem. I just looked it up on uh, YouTube then. Six million views on just one of his videos. It's just inspired so many people, that effort. Well, he's in the Australian vernacular, isn't he? Our it slang, is. doing the Bradbury. That photo of him crossing the line Amazing. is an iconic picture yeah. that we all are, all are so familiar with. But we only have about uh, seven or so minutes. We've got a bit to get through. I'm going to start with you, Richard. Uh, quick rundown of the People's Choice Award. People's Choice Award, four games to go. It's quite tight at the leaderboard. So thanks again for People's Choice for putting up uh, 500 bucks for the winner at the end of the season. Um, best player. Great determination, team attitude, leading by example. Uh, none other than Harry Boyd is still leading the competition. Only by four votes Four mm. votes to, uh, to Tom Donnelly. So each game there's 10 votes up for grabs for the first, um, eight for the second. So it is quite close. So Harry Boyd, 74. Tom Donnelly, 70. 
Nick Rokar, 52. All those three still in the running for the People's Choice Fantastic. Award. Fantastic. So, uh, Look out listen, for that on social media. That's right. Get out there uh, after each game and vote. Now, I'm excited because we have a great man in the studio. I did let the cat out of the bag in the last segment. We were speaking to Stephen. But I want to welcome live in the studio to Red Legs Radio, Mr. Raphael Russo. How are you, Raph? Very well, thank you, Dale. Thank you. Of course, great partner of our footy club and have been for many years now. Blades the Barber Lounge, the best barber chain in the world. It's where I get my uh, hair done, and I tell you what, she's a quick procedure. <laughs> and I don't mind sitting there for a couple of hours waiting because you're always that busy. Actually, you're, you're very efficient. You've got so many chairs in each salon. You don't have to wait that long. But when you when you are having a little bit of a wait there, you can help yourself to the fridge. You can have a Cooper's. You can have a... Well, we're not a Barossa boy yet, but we're working on, we're that. Working on that. one. You can have a Fanta or a Coke. Uh, you got the music going. Got the screens on. So if there's got the Norwood on flags or cricket, everywhere. Norwood. You got the one on the parade. You got the Norwood uh, Premiership print there. You got the Norwood flags, the towels. Flags everywhere. Yep. The red and blue salon. Of course, you featured in Fortis the documentary when the boys brought the Premiership Cup that, up there. Absolutely, that was amazing. That must have been great, eh? That was an amazing moment. Yeah. Um, the boys coming up the street. Um, all in one big group and then coming in and then raising the cup inside with yeah. the staff and with the um, it, the customers that we had in there as well. So, yeah, it was It was amazing a thrill moment. for them. And, and I think one was a Norwood supporter by memory. Yeah, correct. It was. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. boys would get yeah, the cup and go, great timing. <laughs> Did any of them get a haircut there and then? Rough? No? Uh, no, I think they were already a bit turfed up. <laughs> <time. laughs> shaved, shaved eyebrows? He, he has a policy. <laughs> not allowed to uh, cut people's uh, hair if they're over 0.05. Correct. <laughs> uh, Raph, we just had Steve Bradbury on the on the line. Yep. Blades. Um, you know, sharp skates that he Ooh. works with. Ooh. How sharp are your blades to, to sort of um, get rid of the not much hair that's on top of Dale's head? Tell you what, bloody glass houses. Uh-huh. I got a bit more. They need to be sharp to. to yeah, I know. You only got a bit to, more because you grow it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, they're definitely very sharp. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate, you've been a great supporter of our club. Of course, iconic at Cooper Stadium now is Blades the Barber Lounge deck. Yep. yep. Where you cut hair live or not live during the games. Game. I yeah. guess that's live. Yep. People live can as watch the footy live. Yep. Getting their hair cut. Even have a Coopers or a Barossa boy, which yep. you'll provide if they ask. And um, you do all that at each home game and the proceeds and you look after our members for a, a heavily discounted price and then the opposition if they want a haircut you double the price <laughs> but uh, you do that and all the proceeds go back into our club to uh, help with our junior development program Correct. That it's, right? it's not it's not for us to make money or anything like that it is for us to get some exposure but it's more to give back to the club um, you know, the club gives us that opportunity to have some exposure up there on the deck um, and you know you can spot it during uh, um, every SNFL game that's live on um, on Channel 7, yeah. you can see us. Uh, and when, when we are live on 7, the CEO, James Fantasia, I often find him making his he's way up there. His way there. He's, Two he's, reasons, he's, he's a free haircut, there. plus he knows he can get his mug on TV, right? <laughs> it's been a couple of times he's been there, absolutely. Yeah. No, he, he knows, he, he can smell it. Um, but no, they're great. It's it's great having that up up, up, up on the deck and it's... um. And it's great just getting involved with all the, the community around the club and even in opposition as well. But, um, yeah, it's, and everyone knows us now up there. So, yeah, it's good There's time. a few central supporters there this week. There might be a few mullets that need to be 
<laughs> I'm not I'm not going there, Richard. I got smashed last night. The mullet night. is very trendy these days. I talked about that. In fact, I found out during the week that a central supporter invented the uh, oh. the toothbrush. <laughs> True. What do you mean? Well, because if... Because if anyone else did, it would have been called a toothbrush. <laughs> anyway, Raph, you're a great supporter of our club. Yep, thank you. And uh, we love having you here live in the studio, but you are part of the furniture of the footy club now and Absolutely. have been for many years and, and continue to be a great supporter. So um, looking forward to having you tonight at the Stephen Bradby event. There Another thing you, you always do and your business does is support our events through sponsorship and personally. So thanks, mate. And uh, we caught up during the week, and let's announce it. You're going to stick around uh, as a sponsor for next year as well. We've got 100%. that over the line. Yep, 100%. Um, yeah, as I said, you can't get rid of me. I'm part of the furniture. Good no, on you, we Raph. can't. That's excellent. And uh, I encourage all our listeners out there, go to Blades the Barber Lounge and make sure you uh, get your hair cut there because there's no other experience like it. Now, Josh. Yes. You have literally one minute okay. to do a match preview. Right. Go for it. We've got the dogs this week, Flem. They'll be fired up. They are equal, um, equal fifth, sixth on the ladder with North Adelaide. North play Glenelg this week. So big um, opportunity for the dogs. If they do beat us, they will go probably into the top five. So they will be fired up. But that is okay. We've got Jackson Callow back in. Uh, amongst and great news. extended uh, squad is uh, Callow, Lockie Pascoe, uh, Tom Graham, Jake Cresswell and Ben Jarvis. I think we'll win, Flem. Great to see Jackson Callow back in. He straightens us up massively. He was fantastic in the one game that he played. Didn't get a lot of the ball, but really straightens us up, up forward. Big target. Raph, tip. Bye. 14. Dickie. No, 23 points. Flemo Norwood, 18 points. Been a great show, guys. We are out of time. Go the leg, leg, Red Legs. Get there Sunday, everyone. And what a great show. Another one for Red Legs Radio. See you next week. Keep your eye on the red and the blue.